Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Are the Celtics in trouble? The Raptors and Clippers both tie up, tie up their series. This is the 2017 NBA Playoffs Review on Acuba Sports. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. What's up, everybody? Whoop. It is Tuesday, April 18th. We had a yes. couple, well, actually three game twos today. Yes. Yes. Busy day. Big day. Big day. Huge day. Yes. Lots to talk about. A lot to talk about. Uh, Celtics down 0-2. Raptors tie up the series with the Bucks. Clippers tie up the series with the Jazz. Mm-hmm. And a rant. A rant. Oh. A rant. That was, rant. That was yesterday. Yes. Yesterday. Yeah. That was yesterday. And Durant, uh, before we get into everything, you know Durant's questionable tomorrow, right? Yes. You know is that? he really? Yeah. Why? Cat. So what, yeah, but what did they end up saying about that? So is it just like strained, do they think? Um, well, I don't know. We got to introduce ourselves. Yeah, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. We're so excited. We're so excited. We are so excited. I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. I got my panel full of ladies and ladies, ladies, ladies. Yeah, it is. Ladies. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Christine Alexis. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Christine Bean. Hey guys, I'm Jesse Zaner. You can find me all over social media at Athletic, and I am live in the live chat, so come join us. Yes. And I am Jill Monroe. You can follow me everywhere at Stiletto Jill. Make sure you hop in the live chat. We want to communicate. Yes. 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 All right, guys. So I want to start with the Celtics versus the Bulls first. Yes. Just because the Celtics are a one seed, and when you go down 0 2, lose two games. It's the problem. It is the problem. <laughs> the Celtics yeah. are in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so where should we start? Because you know what I want to attribute it to, um, my jokingly. Thing. Yeah. But. Shout out to Anthony in the booth, by the way. Anthony's holding us down. Anthony, you can play that video whenever you want. We got some uh, highlight packages for you guys. Rondo with 11, 14, and 9. Four steals. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Rondo. Welcome Play back, Rondo. <laughs> Do you, okay, so you guys know the last time Rondo had 10 assists in the playoffs. Do you know when it was? Probably 2012. Longer than that. Oh, my really? God. Game 7 of the 2000 and what was it? 12... Oh, you are right. 2012 Eastern Conference Finals. That's right. I wow. thought it was the year before. Look at Josh. Yes. Going. I was like, wait, yes. no, it wasn't 2012. Yes. It was 11, but it was. And uh, on that highlight package, you saw D Wade putting on a little bit of a show too. Welcome back, Father yes. Prime. Yeah, 20, Shows you that flash points, is still around. 22 sometimes. points. Uh, Robin Lopez, 18 and eight. I mean, I think a big advantage the Bulls have right now is their size. You know, Robin Lopez is dominating the boards. Al Horford's having a bad series right now. Are the Celtics in trouble, ladies? Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pressure. You're the number one seed, and you're yeah. only two in your series right oh. now. Like that two, doesn't look good. Two at, home? at home, yeah, at home. yeah. That should have been their competitive edge at yeah. least to start out and give themselves a fighting chance. Get one, right? right. Yeah, you you had one job, which was to secure home court, <laughs> and you right. didn't do it. Yeah, right. And I think like three of the eight seed teams that won the first game go on to win the series. So even when they lost the first game, I thought, you know, like like chance wise, this typically doesn't happen but as i always say like the bulls are a scary team like they can be scary out of nowhere and for a team that didn't finish well um like now you have jimmy butler saying like we're locked in now like i'm not worried about us so that would make me worry as a celtics fan or player 
Like, you don't want Jimmy Butler locked in. <laughs> I mean, I'm I sorry, think there's still. a lot to consider, too. So, D. Wade um, is a career three-point shooter, 29% in the regular season. Yeah. In the offseason the past two years, he's been at 55%. So, right, it could just be small sample, I, small sample. a small sample, but I think that he's older now, so he has to extend his game out past right. the line because, when you know, D. Wade is usually, we see him going into the paint. So, he's adjusting his game. I think he and Jimmy already had a connection. They seem to have connected with Rondo, you know, playoff Rondo with a chip on his shoulder is the one you want on his team. You want Dwayne to have a chip on his shoulder, too, because he actually plays better than that. So, Mm -hmm. if I was the Celtics, I would be concerned. Plus, their middle is kind of like, where's Jay Crowder? Yeah, but Jay's not really, they don't have a big guy. Exactly. And And outside of Isaiah Thomas, they don't have a go-to scorer, and that's why you don't hold on to your draft picks, and you make that trade for Paul George or Jimmy Butler who's currently killing them right now. Yeah. Right. Well, you're holding on to traffics for what? But that's why I brought up Jay Crowder because they wanted to exactly. keep Jay. Exactly. That's why they didn't do the um, trade with the bull, um, with the Bulls for Jimmy Butler because they liked the development of him. Right. So. And it's kind of ironic that the Bulls right now, I mean, they were 41 and 41 to end the season. Right. And a lot of people had him finishing second or third in the Eastern Conference before the season even started. Mm-hmm. So the Celtics, in reality, aren't really playing your typical eight seed right now. Right. They're playing a team that easily could have finished second, third, or fourth if they play like this all year. Right. This is not yeah. an aberration. No. These guys are good. I totally agree. And this is why I think the Cavs were not like stoked on getting the first seed. <laughs> yeah. Like I was I think they were like, all right, cool. You want to take first? Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Celtics. <laughs> like we don't need to play the Bulls. So I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Do you think that this Bulls team is more of the Bulls team that is is this the real Bulls team or is the forty one forty one Bulls team the real Bulls team? Christine, I'll start with you. I don't know. They seem to be really locked in right now. I think they just picked up their momentum late in the, in the postseason. Like, so you think this is the real Bulls team? I think this is the, their real team. Interesting. I do think this is the real team. Something Fantasy Stats Guru said that is a really good point. The Bulls did beat the Cavs all four times they played them this year. That's that a true. really good yeah. point. I do think this is the Bulls team. You do? Think? Yeah. So, I mean, Joe, what do you think? I mean, same thing. I agree with everyone else. I think something that we are failing to consider is that this team is really just coming together as a whole. This isn't the same team that was there last season. D-Wade wasn't around, so they had a lot of adjustments to go yeah. through this season. Mm-hmm. You know, so it makes sense that they would start picking up steam towards the end because because they're just now learning each other too. So that's interesting. This yeah. is a, this is going to be a very interesting Eastern <laughs> Conference, especially the way the Cavs have been playing. Yeah, they have oh. them with the sharpest. And yes. I mean, with the Pacers, what did you really expect? No interior defense. Well, just Paul thought they gave them like six, seven games. I didn't. I've, I wait, wait, wait. Wait, Christine Alexis right now. Dude, can you pause that look? That was great. Wow. I'm sorry, Christine. You're good. <laughs> Maybe I should just duck now. Shots fired. Shots fired. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I you're good. You're good. So do we still have the Celtics winning this series? Because I picked the Celtics in six. And I'm going to stand by it. I think it's going to be seven now. But, I mean, I, I'm going to stand by my pick and uh, say the Celtics still win this series. In how many? You seven. Said? Oh, in seven. It's got to be seven. They're not going to be four straight against the Bulls right now. Christine, what do you think? Are, um, are, you, are you jumping ship? No. I'm not going to jump ship. Okay. I still give it to the Celtics. Respect. Yeah. Who did I even say? I can't even remember. You said the Celtics. Yeah, I was like did looking I? back. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm pretty perfect. sure it's the Celtics. Um, I, yeah. Because I I am jumping ship. I think the Bulls have this. You yeah. really think the Celtics no, are going to come I, back? I'm, this is me being stubborn with Oh, pick. okay. I mean, like, yes, I have to live with my pick of the Celtics. Yeah. But I, if I could go back in time, I would, I would <laughs> pick the Bulls. Well, I fortunately didn't make a pick. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> honestly, going in, you expect the number one pick to 
take away that series. I didn't really think that the Bulls, because they had that battle down the stretch for it, just to even make the eighth seed, I didn't really expect a whole, whole lot from them. But the Celtics are looking shaky. Obviously, they have some things going on. You know, we still don't know how Isaiah is going to ultimately, you know, work through a lot of things going on. And I think that that punch in the mouth, the fact that they didn't respond today, kind of says something. You know, but Isaiah's playing well. It's the rest he of is. He's playing well. Mm-hmm. I agree. Not, Horford's not showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, Crowder had a good game today. Yeah. But it's just it just looks like the Bulls are just a better team. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. My opinion, at least. But I, I hope I'm wrong for my pick's sake. Let's move on. Raptors versus the Bucks. The Raptors defeat the Bucks 106 to 100 today. Welcome to the playoffs, Kyle Lowry. Nice to see you. 22 points. His anxiety gets in the way. I feel His like you No, know, remember last season he talked about how after because the Raptors always seem to flame out in the playoffs no matter how they do I'm each you, year. I'm going to show you why in a second. Go ahead. Um, but with Kyle <laughs> Lowry, do you remember last season when they were going through he said he had to calm himself down after the first game. I think he has some sort of anxiety issues when it's big game and big moments so that he has to learn how to balance himself out. So, okay. um I'm going to attribute some of it to that. I think this is going to be a seven game series. Okay. What are you? What's your take on today's game? Um, I think that the Raptors came out strong, like they were shooting like crazy, and yeah. I think Lowry and DeRozan definitely showed up. So yeah, they're going to make it very interesting. And PJ Tucker's been a game changer for the Raptors well, to me at the he end of the season. Well. Today he didn't he play too well. He missed too much huge free throws. I could have killed him at the end too. He did, but I just think overall as a big in the middle because he's a little bit of a bruiser. He yeah. can kind of, um, you know, the Bucks don't seem to really have anybody kind of in that role. And when he is on and in the paint, I think that um, he's a deterrent for them. So, all right, Anthony, play that video for. I, I want to show our viewers something on why I don't like the Raptors Uh because the Raptors are one of my least favorite teams in the NBA by far. And this Mm -hmm. is, this is a video of them. Like actually, you don't like Drake. It's it's not Drake. It's not Drake. <laughs> Drake okay. is a was um, a, a Warriors fan right now. Oh, yeah, he's, right he's, now. He's, all right, now this is Giannis tying the game, right? So it's 100 100 after this shot. Now this is crunch time, right? These are the shots that the Raptors continually take, and today they just slapped and hit him. This is off the dribble mid range. Yeah, that went in, but you lose playoff <laughs> games because you continue to take shots like this. Look at this step back. A step back 20 footer. That oh is my. such a low percentage shot. Yes. And it drives me crazy. Thank you. But it this is not just them, though. I, it's not just them, but they. this is their whole offense. This oh is not just them in the, in, the, in the crunch time. That's their offense in general. They don't move the ball that well. They're very talented individual players, and they rely on that. So when they're on, it looks good, but it's not good basketball, and it's not efficient basketball in the playoffs. So when you run into a good defensive team, you're going to lose four out of seven. I mean, I think that there are some things that DeLon Wright, who came off the bench, and when, while Lowry was down, showed some flashes up that can help with their ball movement. He was pretty good at distributing the ball. Obviously, that's probably not going to amount to much in the playoffs because... You know, he's a, I think, second year player in experience, but I just feel like the Raptors never can get over the hump when we come oh, to that's why. And, 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 and the thing is, is, like, is like the Bucks, I'm like turning into the hugest Bucks fan right now. Like, <laughs> I'm like, go, like, I am like rooting for them, but like, yeah, he had 25. The, the beginning yeah. of the fourth quarter, they had so much trouble and the Raptors went on 11 and no run. And it's like, that doesn't happen. The entire game could have been different. Well, like, they, they want to run right back. Yeah. I mean, they did, yeah. but like, don't let that happen. <laughs> they didn't score for like five minutes. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? Like, yeah. th- like they need to not let that happen so that they can win. Chris Middleton had right. 20 points. Brogdon, who's a candidate for rookie of the year. He had an off night, three of 11 shooting. And Giannis had an off night, nine for 24. So they didn't play their best basketball, but they were mm-hmm. still there at the end oh, of the yeah, game. Oh, yeah, they were there the whole and game. They, they could have stole that game. And I think, you know, when you're the lower seed, you're going into another environment 
you want to get at least one. You want to split. So I think the Bucks, even though they lost game two, they're still in good shape. Yeah, I think I mean, two, and now you hold down your home court. I think yeah. it, that's why I think it'll be a good series because, um, well, the Bucks are a younger team. I won't, I don't really consider them a young team anymore, even though. I mean, their core is young, but their core is young. Their bench are—they have veterans on the bench. So Greg Monroe's having a good series. Yeah. Right. He's playing very well. Mm-hmm. A lot of people consider him a bust of a signing last year. Um, Toledovich, who they got from Brooklyn, he's doing okay. He didn't do anything today. Spencer Hawes didn't do anything today either. But they have—he never vet- really does anything. They have a though. veteran. Delavadova. Championship pedigree. It, well, that, you know what? It's no, so, no, it's so no, funny because no, he's so no, happy yeah, not she, climbing she, him no, anymore. She loves Steph Curry and anybody who bothers Steph Curry. Oh. Excuse me. I, you brought up Steph Curry. Who brought up Steph Curry? I'm just saying. I mean, you know, oh still God. the Cavs hang over. You know. I'm, he, I'm getting all your frustration. It's all good. Shout out to Jason Kidd once again. I really like what he's done with that team, though. Yeah. yeah. Jesse, what are they saying in the chat? Anything in the chat? Um, well, we're back on the Celtics talk now, but... Uh, so one thing think. fantasy stats guru did say was that the yeah. Raptors live and die by the mid-range jumper. Yeah. Thank you. So, okay. See? See? That'll be mm-hmm. their downfall. And he said, he also says Lowry and DeRozan do that all the time. And he thinks they'll squeak by the Bucks but lose to the Cavs. I, mean, I don't know if they're going to make it past the Bucks. to be I don't honest know. with you. Yeah, I mean, I think Game one, I saw. I was watching and like the Bucks looked like a better team. You know the Raptors won today. I mean, right. they were supposed to win today. It's game two on your home court. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I'm interested to see how uh, they play in Milwaukee. So are, I think the Bucks you, will hold it down. You, did you take the Bucks? No, I actually had Toronto in six. Do, are, you, are you staying with that? No, I'm not staying with that. Anymore. All jump- I am jumping ship on that one. We so all- mixy. Nobody's committed on the panel. I'm, I'm not jumping. <laughs> what did you have? Because you weren't here for the first show. Um, I, I picked the Raptors. I picked the Raptors in, in six. Okay. I did too. I had yeah. Raptors in seven, and then no I immediately. Did- Immediately yeah. oh, changed, I it. changed it. Yeah, like after the first quarter of game one, I'm like, nope, Bucks and six. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sticking to that. I picked Bucks. I think I said in six too. But yes. either way, I'm sticking to it, and I will like live and die by the Bucks because if <laughs> like I am the hugest. I was at work like going crazy. People are like, "What yeah. are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm watching the Bucks Raptors game." They're like, "Why?" I'm like. <laughs> Dude, you don't like the Bucks? Like we gotta get you a shirt. We gotta get I her know. a Bucks shirt. I, know. Right, I need a Bucks shirt. We really do. I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, All right, moving on. Clippers versus the Jazz. The Clippers eating the series up. I like got my voice back with yes. a ninety-nine, ninety-one victory. Mm-hmm. Thank you. How much it's about did time. The, how much did the Jazz miss uh, Rudy Gobert, guys? A lot. DeAndre Jordan was killing them. Right. Oh like, God. straight up bowling on them yeah. all night. Yeah. I was like, ooh, ooh. That's just crazy. <laughs> I like when that DeAndre shows up, because you know it's sketchy sometimes. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's actually been coming on and showing his more dominant side this Very season. Aggressive. And, you know, overall. But I, I was happy to see Blake have a good game. But a yeah. big reason why is because Gobert's not protecting the ring. Yeah. He's probably the... Well, one of, if not the best defensive center in the league. So when he's out, can I be honest? Lob City activated. I don't. I think they let that go and left that behind. I think that that was a bad omen for them. It was so exciting at first, but I actually think that that was part of the Clippers' problem, okay. along with a couple of other things. But um, I didn't watch the Jazz that much this season, so not a lot of people did. They, mm-hmm. you know, kind of snuck up on me there. I didn't expect much. You know, I'm just like, oh, they're over. The- Joe Johnson's on that team. What? What are they going to do? And then here comes ISO Joe out of nowhere, winning the game um, this weekend. So, but I think the Clippers hopefully will make light work of them and continue sort of this style of play because Gobert's not coming back this series. He's not expected back, is right. he? So No, he's questionable. Mm-hmm. He's questionable. I didn't think the Clippers played too well today, to be honest with you. I thought they played okay. 
I mean, I felt like Utah kept making runs and coming back yeah. and chipping away. At one point, it was like five points. And it I was like, okay, they're making it a game. Right. Yeah. yeah right. But I, I don't know. I never fully thought that Utah would actually come back and win it all the way. Yeah. I felt like I the Clippers' that. lead yeah. should have been much more than what it was throughout most of the game. But you know, Clippers are going to clip, so I was like, they can lose this. But um, I expected them to to win it. 60 points in the paint for the Clippers. 60. That's crazy. They exploited that weakness. They did, but I think it's good for confidence levels, too. I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, for for them to remember kind of who they are, because Blake's play, even though he's he's been really up and down. Yeah. And that would be the first one I would trade if something happens to Sostigan. But that's another... (laughs) Conversation for later. Tonight they look good though. I feel like they, they were all in rhythm and you know, Chris Ball showed up. So. I think if they just continue to attack the basket in this series, they'll be fine. If they just rely on threes and like that off the dribble, like if Blake Griffin's dancing around on the perimeter taking jump shots, they're mm-hmm. gonna have a problem. Take the ball to the hoop, go bears out. Yeah. That's it. That there should be no question about it. Doc Rivers should be hammering that home. CP three, twenty one in ten. Am I the only one who doesn't think he deserves his reputation of choking in the playoffs? I think he plays well in the playoffs just because his team I do doesn't too. Have... Yeah. I think he's had some bad things happen. Like that collapse against the Rockets. Was that all on him though? It wasn't all on him, but he's also had some you have to think about the, some of the things that happened again, not his fault when he was still with the Hornets. But and that team overachieved the... to me. That team shouldn't even been in the second round of the playoffs. They played the Spurs and took them to seven. I, I mean, they did. I mean, we're talking about the Spurs when they were the Spurs. I know yeah. they were, but they yeah. had a lot. That team was exciting. A lot of young pieces. I think was J.R. Smith still on the team Tyson at that Chandler. time? Was going? Tyson Chandler was. I mean, they had a nice squad that never really fully gelled and developed. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's a hallmark of Chris Paul at this point because <laughs> that sort of seems to follow him. I know there's a combination of things that I feel like have gone wrong in L.A., but. Um, that collapse, though, against Houston, even though it wasn't his fault. Was that the one where he got injured or he was a little... No. He was, he was, he was perfectly healthy no, in that one. he was wasn't? hurt at the beginning of the series. Okay. They okay. won game one without him, actually. That's right. That's right. He wasn't they in did. there. But I feel like he came back and took over like a champion, and he has this reputation of being hard-nosed in the paint, but has it ever... It hasn't ever really turned over. I like Chris Paul. He's a solid player. I think he's a great leader, but... But what though? I mean, Something's I mean, missing. He hit a game-winning shot in Game Seven against San Antonio to send him to the next round. I mean, he it, hit the tying shot. Yes, like his reputation, like for this non-clutch. Hit, guy but who I don't think his reputation is that non-clutch. It, it, I think it's injury-prone. What's his reputation? I would say injury-prone. I think the the cl- the team has that non-clutch reputation yes. rather than just. Him. I agree with that. I agree yes. with that. And I think honestly, just. He should be playing with more of a competitive edge at this point for someone who doesn't have like. But a, I feel a like he does. You don't think he does? I feel like no, I, I think he's doing a little bit more. No, you know, I totally agree with you. I think for everyone on the Clippers, he does. Yes. I think you guys are both right. With he, I see him as like injury prone. I don't see him as like he chokes. I think that's like a Clippers thing. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think that's on him. But who knows? I mean, that that might be what a majority of people think. But I don't think that's true. I think he steps up. Yeah, I do too. I, I, mean, yeah. I don't think people give him enough credit. No. I think it, I, I think that it's it's a lot of injury and just bad luck and things. And I think that the biggest mistake with the Clippers right now is Doc should not be running the front off. He shouldn't be GM and coach. He's not great at that job. He's, not, good, he's not a good GM. He's a good coach. Exa- no, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. He's an overrated not, coach, though. I think he's a little bit overrated. Well, you can get it to another he's time. He's a good another time. But another as time. a GM, I think that he... <laughs> he stopped that one. Yeah, I, I don't think he... I won't say he's a terrible GM, but he needs help. 
because I think some of the moves they've made like that, their small forward spot has been a consistent problem for them and something I feel like will come up again should they make it past the Jazz. Okay. Well, I had Clippers in seven. I'm sticking to it. Christine, what did you have? Um, let me double check. All right. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I made all my predictions over here. Wow, I didn't even have the Clippers. Um, what? Yeah. Well, that's before Gobert got hurt. I'll give her, I'll defend her. Okay. I don't know. I think I had Clippers. I need to go back and like write it down because <laughs> I, I know. That's why I'm like, let me I go can look. Never, I need to write it down. I can't remember. Uh, you know who what? I have. I have the Clippers. Clippers. They're my but team. But you know what? It's your team. But this is a compliment to yeah, you. I had you you usually are able to separate your heart from your brain. I am. But here's the thing. I've never been. I've respected the Jazz. I but. Whatever. The Clippers can't lose to the Jazz, and they definitely can't go out in the first round this year. So there was no way that I was accepting of that. So, All right. So let's move on to the Spurs and Grizzlies. Oh, Anthony, I'm sorry. I, I totally skipped the video, but that's okay. We can watch them yeah. another time. We'll watch the Clippers <laughs> another time. Um, I just want to talk about this game because of <laughs> David Fisdale's rant. The Spurs oh beat Ooh, the let's Grizzlies. Let's play the rant. Um, oh, are we playing 96-82. I'll, I'll cue it in a second. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, with the heat, get the credit five. to the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies were getting smashed. That's what I'm saying, though. But, like, right? don't you think that he, there is some truth to this? I mean, Ka- Kawhi Leonard had more free throws right. himself than the whole team. Okay, so let's let's get it. Anthony, play the video. Let's, let's get into the rant. Let's hear what he has to say, and then we'll respond to it. Okay. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that I got a guy like Mike Conley who, in his whole career, has got zero technical fouls and just cannot seem to get the proper respect from the officials um, that he deserves. Uh, it was a very poorly officiated basketball game. Um, Zach Randolph, the most rugged guy in the game, had zero Third free throws, Zach. but somehow Kawhi <laughs> had 19 free throws. First half, we shot 19 points, shots, 19 shots in the paint, and we had six free throws. They shot 11 times in the paint, and they had 23 free throws. Mm. I'm not a numbers guy, yeah, but that doesn't time. seem to add up. <laughs> Overall... 35 times we shot the ball in the paint. We had 15 free throws for the game. Preach! Loud. They shot 18 times in the paint and had 32 free throws. Kawhi shot more free throws than our whole team. Exactly. Superstar privilege. Travesty. We don't get the respect that these guys deserve because Mike Conley doesn't go crazy. He has class and he just plays the game. But I'm not going to let them treat us that way. You know, I know Pop's got pedigree, so and I'm a young rookie, on the court but they're not going to rook us. <laughs> Yell at the rest. We got the receipts. That was unprofessional. <laughs> yes. My guys dug in that game and earned the right to be in that game, and they did not even give us a chance. Oh, oh here comes, here comes, here comes. Come on. Take that for data. Mm. Stat. Boss. Stat. Boss. <laughs> Dang. But I Boss. love it. It's true, though. Okay, so I guess okay. you go first, I, yeah. It is true. Like, you have these stars who get the calls, and you have people that whine. And I know this because I used to play soccer myself. Soccer. Aside from basketball, which is like, you know, the flopper sport. It is. And I flopped all day, and the ref <laughs> always called it, and I always got my free shot. Oh, so you like, were a star. You were a star. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> But like, <laughs> I stars don't. On the panel. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> but like I don't like I don't get mad when players do it because I'm like the refs are reinforcing this behavior, the flopping, the complaining because they reinforce it by giving them the foul calls. So like he's right. Mike Conley like literally like you don't see him going off on refs and and causing problems or complaining. And there are certain guys in the NBA that don't do that, and those are the guys that don't get the calls. Okay, now just to play devil's advocate. Kawhi Leonard doesn't really. Yeah, so that is the actually least true. demonstrative person uh, in that's the That's actually L. true, but he's a star, though. I mean, I guess Mike Conley a is too. A reluctant star. But you're right about that. But he is a star. I mean, he's one of the best players in the NBA. Yes. Like, so there's, it's it's kind of like football. Like, you know, I mean, I guess Tom Brady complains too. But like, you know, you have these star players that the refs watch out for. And I just feel like we know Kawhi. He's might be like the best player in the NBA. I mean, like obviously I think it's LeBron, but Yeah, you can make a case yeah, for him yeah. being top five. Two way so, player plays. Yeah. But you guys are yeah, right. You know. That is a good point. Like he does not complain either. But I think a majority of the players that do get calls are the ones that are complaining and flopping and carrying on. And like I don't see that out of the Grizzlies. Okay. So I think that sorry, I'm just gonna jump in here. No, right. I think that um theatrics do sell certain things but in this instance do I do I think that Kawhi might get a couple of superstar calls that there is something to it yes but at the same time let's not act like the Grizzlies really had a chance in this series oh, let's yeah, not act sure. like people really <laughs> yeah. expected this series to go right. six <laughs> seven really some people may even question if it was really even going to go five I did um, I said five I said so four you said five. Is, that said courtesy? Five. is that the courtesy five That's though courtesy is that five. just like I'm I'm going to try and give you guys credit for it's what you've been doing. Vibe. So this is my thing. Like, realistically speaking, and, and not saying that that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be given a chance. Mm-hmm. I just feel like some of that is you just got to play. You have a lot of vets on that team. Mike Connolly has to step up. When is he ever, like... Yes, his play says that he's a leader. I'm not saying that. But not every player that is putting it in on the court is a leader and commands that type of attention and respect. Mm-hmm. And yeah, refs... And I'm not saying it's just necessarily him not being more demonstrative. Right. His type of play doesn't even command... Outside of, like, pure basketball... Like, real basketball fans or people that are really watching, people don't think Mike Connolly and think about him and even that mid-tier level as far as, like, superstar mm-hmm. status. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a matter of you are what you are at this point. You're a good team. You're a solid team. You are a playoff team. But you're, unfortunately, in the West and you're up against the Spurs, yes, and a pedigree in a team that has a system that can drown you in but it. But that doesn't mean they should be getting more calls. It doesn't mean that they should be getting more calls, but it doesn't... It, it also doesn't mean that the game isn't necessarily being not being called fair. I understand how the numbers balance out, but look at the actual plays. Do Mm -hmm. you think that there were calls that the Spurs were getting that the Grizzlies were getting a complete no pass or no look on? I can't really think of a play like that. Christine, what do you think? I would agree. I was thinking back to the game and I never thought they had a chance to begin with. And even hearing those comments, I'm like, well, I mean, maybe they're used to getting those kind of calls at home, but, you know, they weren't getting them in this series so far. So, of course, they're going to complain, but... They're, they're just outmatched. The level of play is just not there. Okay, well, I agree with you guys that they, they have no chance anyway. But I did actually go back and rewatch. Uh-oh. And there were a lot of calls. Oh, there were some. So you felt like... Yeah, Conley got hit on one. Like, an obvious one. Obviously got hit. No call. Gasol got hit. There were, like, three in the first quarter. And I think what was frustrating was that they weren't getting the calls. And as they weren't getting calls, the Spurs just started kicking their ass. Raining in, yeah. yeah. So I think that's where the frustration started. And I think that's a big reason why they came back because they got fired up because of it and they made a comeback. I didn't watch the second half again, but from what I when I watched it the first time, I don't remember anything. 
But I would like to go back and watch the second half again and say, oh, maybe there's, maybe there's something. Okay. But I do yeah. think he does make a point. Zach Randolph is always by the hoop. Always, mm-hmm. always. If you take that many shots in the paint, no defense is that perfect where they're not consistently fouling you. True, but now, does Zach Randolph have any lift now? Like, that, he's always roaming just, right. the paint, but... I was going to say that as well. Like, he's not the type to draw contact. Gasol's more finesse. Connolly doesn't really drive, so I don't know why he mentioned him. I think that was a very bad example to well, mention I, I think him. he was... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I it was weird, but I think for... I mean, I think that's their star player, so that's why he mentioned him and, in comparison. And, 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 okay. Well, and he was saying, like, this guy's never even had a technical, yeah. like, in all of the time. So I think he's just, like, making a statement, like this is the integrity that like the guys on my team have and this is the star player on my team and and this is what he does you know what i mean um anything in the chat (laughs) yeah so cj houston joins us and cj CJ says conley is a quiet player which hurts in the playoffs why cj just is and now is that as in regards to refs and getting calls or because I think you can be a quiet leader. I think that you I can, can be a too. quiet leader, but I also think that, I mean, because Kawhi, you know, who has exactly. evolved yeah. into such, but I also think that Kawhi plays with a different type of intensity. Even when he's blank-faced, just his play on the floor, he's everywhere. You know, it's just a yeah. different sort of thing. And maybe it's a development process. You know, Conley's been in the league, what, like 10 years at this point? It's also a position. Conley's a six-foot guard who's yeah. like 185 wet, so he can't do as much as Kawhi mm-hmm. can on the court. Kawhi right. can literally do everything on the yes. court. Yes. Yeah. And play almost every position. But there's a so, lot right. of point guards that make a difference, like with their speed or they're just, even if it's just okay. slowing down the game and yeah. their, their distribution he's not, thing. He's not explosive. Right. Okay. All right. So. So I'm still saying Spurs in five. I'll give the Grizzlies a game. I think they come out inspired in game three. I'm calling it right now. Grizzlies win game three. Come Boom. on, Fizdale. Do it for the seven. Grizzlies SoCal win game three. Legacy. <laughs> oh, he's from SoCal. He, he went to San Diego State. That, that was like, yeah. So All there right. you go. All right. Let's move on to the Cavs and Pacers. Cavs win 111 to 117. Um, Kyrie, 37 points. Love with 27 points. LeBron, 27, 10, and 7. Four blocks, four steals. Doing LeBron things. Uh, this game wasn't really... Third like, quarter is when the Cavs busted it up. Yeah, and yeah. then the, the Pacers made a little bit of a run in the fourth, but yeah. I never thought, just like you said in the Clippers game, I never really thought the Cavs were going to lose that game, even though the Clippers were, were making a run. Um, so I have a question about not so... I mean, well, well let's run. watch. Are we going to watch? Our yeah, let's okay. play the highlights. We can watch it at the same time while we talk. So, well, I have a question. This is question is actually about what happened after the game. Paul George, once again, yes, was, start, was talking about, um, you know, Lance Stevenson. I didn't think that he was... Get doing it. Ah! Oh! <laughs> Go ahead. I didn't think that he was doing it in a way that was, like, really, like, shading his teammates. I thought he was I trying did. to step up and be more... Well, I thought the C.J. Miles one, yes. But mm-hmm. what he did with Lance, I didn't feel... I felt like he was maybe trying to be a leader, a la maybe, you know, some of his idols, idols like Kobe or so forth, like kind of using the gentle, you know, or maybe it's a thing he and Lance might have a history of whose team is it or how the team develops. I think about that too, though, because, you know, since Lance, it's kind of new coming back to the Pacers. And we remember the last time the Pacers were kind of relevant. Yeah. Paul George aside was when Lance was still there and it didn't work out for Lance. And, you know, with um, Carolina, with the um, not the Panthers, Jesus. What did they go back to? Yeah. With Charlotte, the yeah, with the yeah. Hornets, and um, or with the Clippers, or with where else did he? Was it Minnesota that he ended up with? Just you know, he didn't really have a fit, and I feel like the Pacers is a good place for him, but Home. you know, they're up against the Cavs. So, all right. So if you guys didn't actually 
uh, see Paul George's press conference or read the quotes. He just basically said that Lance Stevenson has to learn how to control himself. Mm-hmm. But he said, I, I don't understand why you are announcing that to the media. Like, what's the point? Because and they're and going to ask. ask. But it's but so you, true, though. It's true, but you have to go to Lance and do I that know, privately. Do you think that, well, here's the thing. Do you think that he and Lance haven't already had that conversation? I'm do not, you think that that's oh, not yeah. a conversation Maybe, that they yeah. had Maybe, but, several but times. since yes. when is Paul George this outspoken? Has he always been this so, outspoken? No, no, no. no. So, is actually, to give us a soundbite? Well, no, like, no, no, no. So, like, actually, so this is something that they were talking about. So, do you think he's just stepping up and saying these things as a leader, you know, whatever? He doesn't mean anything like, really hurtful behind it or do you think that he's trying to get out of indiana oh well we know he wants to come home yeah <sighs> we know sure he wants right. to wrap the purple and gold I, I don't know if he if he wants to leave but it's definitely not him or what it's we know de- of no him. it's not and i think if i'm a pacer right now i'm looking at him like who are you at the I, same time yeah. though lance stevenson like causes problems like i love the nba and i always say there's like three things i don't like about the nba and it's always one of them is lance Stevenson. really like i cannot deal with him so like maybe he's at his wits end he's like me and he's just like i can't deal with it i've talked to you and like now i need to talk to just put you on blast in front of everybody because i tried to talk to you it's not working. So how is that going to help them in this situation? I feel like Paul George is trying to step up and be the leader that mm-hmm. people always talk about how he is and to be more vocal and to kind of, you know, a la LeBron. LeBron does that a lot. LeBron he is very aggressive. always yeah. done that though. Yeah. No, LeBron, early Cavs days, LeBron was LeBron not was going like past 19, 20, 21. Right. It's I, different. That it's, didn't start. But, LeBron didn't develop that personality. I feel like until he got to I the agree. heat and learned that, picked th- some of those mm-hmm. things up from D. Wade and Pat Riley, that's where he learned went to go to learn to be a champion. And I think he started incorporating all of that. And then when he got back to Cleveland, it kind of just morphed in a whole other way. I, I really think that I'm going to give PG the benefit of the doubt and say I feel that he's trying to step up as a leader. And this is what, being vocal, he feels like, might be one of the best and, ways to do it, so. It almost comes across as phony. That that's the vibe I get. Do you like, think? This is not. Yeah, it's, because if I'm on a team with someone for let's say three or four years, if I'm his teammate for three or four years, and all of a sudden he starts talking to the media about shot shot selection and Lance Stevens' attitude, it's like. But, but Richard but, Sherman does it in the NFL. Yeah, but always. She's right though. But like, this is le- what LeBron did. Like, he did this over time. Like, he didn't just start out like this. Yeah, but he and, didn't but start Paul, in the middle of the playoffs. But here, you, you can. But, you well, can, I don't know when he started. But like, Lance exactly. Just got but the back. thing is, is like, just yeah, took that Lance shot. just came back. He barely right. had any time with them in the regular season. And Paul George is getting older now. Like he and he's the best player on the team. He's right, and he wants to be a leader. And like he. He needs to show that he is the leader, and he has been the leader. He has been, and I think he's a very good basketball player. I just think the timing is very weird for you to just start opening your mouth when your team is used to you having a certain type of leadership. Now you're changing up your leadership. It's in the middle of the most important But has part. that certain type of leadership been successful for them? They're, they lost two games. I, I, I mean, they lost two games now, but what I'm saying is even before, like, ultimately— has th- that, like, with Paul his, George, his, like, his, his, his other? previous style, has that ultimately been successful now, for the, now the Pacers? You, I can argue that they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, took the Heat to seven. Like, it depends, on what, your definition, it depends on what your definition of yeah. success is. So, True. I don't know. Okay. Jesse's typing away in the chat. What are they saying? Oh, they have a lot. Um, yeah. Paul George needs to get out of Indiana. Don't okay. pull a mellow. That's what CJ Houston says. I like that. <laughs> um, Fantasy Stats Guru says creating rifts with teammates via media is not good. Is not a good get out of your city technique because yeah. other teams might shy away from him as a leader. Mm. Yeah, 
Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It says a lot about the position that they're in right now, being down to a mysterious, and then that's the way you choose to respond. Well, I just don't think, like, like I, I totally get behind him needing to step up and take that leadership role, but I don't think, like, passive-aggressively throwing your teammates under the bus and kind of, like, not taking ownership of what happened, mm-hmm. whether or not you're the best player on the team or not, is not the way to go about it. At least for me, as a fan, right. I'd be like, uh. But, like, have you ever been in a game and, like, you're so fed up with somebody? Like, because I think that sometimes. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. sometimes I wish I was going on like in front of everybody and been like so-and-so played like garbage tonight and like they need to get you know like sometimes I feel like saying stuff about my teammates Mm -hmm. but I'm not playing for the NBA you know what I mean so (laughs) but sometimes I gotta give it to these guys like they're always question like I can't imagine losing a game and getting up and people questioning me about it I would be so right away pissed (laughs) off I like I don't know how I would react I would really have to get it together I'm saying I don't mind people critic I don't even know if I care if players go to the media and criticize their teammates if it's done correctly but right. it, to me if i if you've never done it and all of a sudden you start doing it out of nowhere especially when you're the best player on the team for the playoffs it just kind of throws off the dynamic of your team of the locker room and i think it does more harm than good but it is it the like team but is yeah. it the team that is um like hurting here because of this because is the does paul george have the team or does lance stevenson have the team paul. yeah and that's the thing how can you speak to lance stevenson where he's going to actually listen and change. You blow in his ear. Oh, <laughs> you have to. I you mean, have to. <laughs> consider how close it was, at least that first game, them losing by that heartbreaker and so forth. Um, so I just, you know, we'll see how it All merits right. out, but they never had a shot anyway. All right, guys. Well, that will do it for our playoff coverage for tonight. You can join us Thursday at 11. Yes. It'll be a whole new panel. I'll, I'll be, be here. here. Christine won't be here. Jesse won't be Bye. here. But I'll be Jill here. We'll be miss here. you. We'll have Josh Tariff, great lead host. Yeah. Um, Josh Johnson from BHL Sports Weekly, and we're gonna have D'Angelo's gonna be back along with Jill. So we look. For, I actually probably be engineering that show. So so maybe so you can like chime in. Like I might chime in from the booth. Yeah, yes. I might do that. But uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, yes. Comment after the uh, the stream is over so we can you know continue the conversation, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Christine Beam. Hey guys, I'm Jesse Zaner. Thanks so much for uh, chatting with us live tonight and please comment on our YouTube video. We will definitely respond. Uh, you can find me all over social media at Athletic. I'm Jill Monroe. Find me everywhere at Stiletto Jill. All right, guys. Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 11 o'clock on Afterbuzz Sports. We will see you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! Views expressed herein are those of the host owners, do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.